Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Germany's largest bank is showing signs of crumbling. And can you guess how many hundreds of billions of dollars we've just injected into the monetary system? This is Around the Blockchain. Thank you for joining. Make sure you go ahead and hit that like button. We got some great guests on the Freaky Friday episode. We're going to go to start on the top left. We have Tim Warren holding it down. Tim, your name is green. Are the markets feeling green to you? Listen, the candles are a little red, but the market is green right now. All right. It's feeling good. Also, we have Crusader on. You can check him out at Debate Crypto OG. You also got the green background, uh, but Crusader, how are you feeling heading into this weekend? Feeling good, man. It's only going to get better for Bitcoin, an example of what's going on with the banking system. All right. He is guaranteeing a green daily candle. We're kidding, of course. Also on today's show, we have who knows who this is. Some say it might be Rice TVX. We can't tell. It is that telltale brick wall. Uh, Rice TVX, how are you doing today? I'm getting prepared for the apocalypse, my friend. The end is coming. It is nigh. It is going Mad Max style, and I am preparing myself. And uh, that's not to cover his face, just to block out the dust, because, you know, it's going to be uh, like uh, the, the water world, but only dust. Mad Max, just like you said. it. And then AJ Pleasanton. AJ, we should celebrate. We just finished all 6,000 junkies. We got the blockchain shirt on. How are you feeling today? I'm I'm glad they're done. That was a very long, long endeavor, <laughs> but we got it. We finally we got there. It. We, we, got we uh, AJ was on the team. We created 6,000 unique catchphrases and uh, the well started to run dry after a few thousand, yeah. but let's get into uh, our first story here, the crypto setup. And we're talking about the banks failing. And was this all part of operation choke point 2.0? Uh, it was just six weeks ago. Pirate wires published uh, Nick Carter's uh, operation Ch choke point 2.0 really brought a lot of light to it. I was, I was reading it today. A lot of good insights on there. And about a month later, we saw a series of bank failures, you know, almost spinning the U.S. into turmoil. Still may do so. Uh, Silvergate, Silicon Valley Bank, Signature, uh, you know, were the first three. And in his words, uh, the Fed had prepared a veritable bazooka of new funding. I thought that was a, a great, great phrase. He's a master with the pen now. Rice TVX, what are your thoughts on Operation Chokepoint 2.0? We don't really have many details. We have innuendo. We can look and we can see what seemingly orchestrated events amongst other federal agencies. Is it as dire as the worst people are predicting? Is it worse than what people are predicting? Is it a big nothing burger? What is going on with Operation Chokepoint 2.0? Well, thanks again for having me on the show. And I would definitely say it's not a nothing burger. I mean, I, I think that we can see that. Um, now, I don't think that this is actually like the United States government versus cryptocurrency, but I definitely believe that there's people within the government that have their own sort of agenda and they are working together to pull this off. I mean, we definitely see an attack on crypto, 100%. I don't think there's really much that we can you know, deny that being. What, what would you say is the uh, the focal point of that agenda? Is there some sort of, I don't want to say a master plan behind it all, but what is the main uh, objective of this agenda? 
ultimately central bank digital currency digital id uh in fact just putting you in a digital prison all right i, I would tend to agree with that now crusader i know you know with danger close alpha and some stuff you're kind of close to the ground when it comes to a lot of these topics do you think that uh all of this is to lead us into just controllable money and a digital id system i mean or is it just them trying to protect investors from another ftx that's what they want you to believe. Right? They always want you to believe that they're doing, they're out here doing the best for you people, but they only care about themselves and the people that are paying them behind closed doors, right? Um, so yes, the whole narrative and the whole agenda is to eventually get you onto a CBDC to get you on programmable money where they can control you, filter you, and push you whichever way they want, right? Um, you can go biblical with it. You can call it the bark of the beast. You can call it whatever you want, uh, but that is the agenda. The agenda is always more power. We saw that since uh, the whole fog around the world started and the government overreach, it's never going to go away. Governments are never going to give away power. And coming after the crypto banks shows uh, that, you know, they're trying to fight the crypto system one way or another, whether it's behind closed doors or not, because they feel the threat of Bitcoin and Bitcoin is reflecting what's happening in the markets, right? The banks are going down, Bitcoin is pumping. They don't like that. They, they want the opposite view, right? They want their dollars going up and Bitcoin going down and whatever fun narrative that they can spin, they will. Well, speaking of uh, spun out narratives now, Tim, if it does come to light that due to this uh, clamp down on crypto, they accidentally initiated a, a, a string of bank failures. Do you think that there'd be any accountability for that or at least any insight and some finger pointing? That's the great part about being the government is that you keep yourself accountable so they don't have to be accountable <laughs> to anyone. Uh, listen, so, I'm all uh, about voting. Oh, are you going to say an accountability office will step up and really show us the way and what happened? Uh, I don't think anything's going to happen. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I think that I, I will continue to vote. Everybody should be out there voting. I'm not saying it's a lost cause, but if you think that America is a true, a true democracy of kinds, obviously it's a, a, a democratic republic. But if you think that democracy is actually a thing, you're wrong. The government does what they want to do. They answer to no one but themselves. The thing that you need to look at when we're looking at this situation with the banks is the timeline of events and remembering details uh, from the past. First of all, the government has always wanted control, and they thought that they had control because they were in the pockets of Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX. Well, guess what? Their ticket to controlling crypto crashed and burned because they put their money in the wrong pockets. Sam should never have had that money. He clearly was not as intelligent as most people thought. Well, they went into scramble mode now and saying, uh-oh, we started a beast because we built up FTX and now it is gone. The real decentralized players can actually start taking control. We got to start finding a way to squeeze power away from them. I think that the there's absolutely colluded, collusion about tearing down crypto. Let's also think about things that Jerome Powell has said in the past. He predicted, he said that interest rate hikes were going to be problematic for banks. I don't think anyone was surprised in the government about Silvergate. It was Silicon Valley and then Signature and then Credit Suisse and now Deutsche Bank that their plan that fell apart back with FTX that they changed, they're not changing it fast enough and it is blowing up in their face the good news for them is that they answer to themselves. So it's going to take a, take a massive outcry from people like us screaming to actually mean anything. But no, they, they completely planned this and there's no accountability coming whatsoever. There's going to be a bunch of excuses, but watch Bitcoin prevail despite all of it.
All right. Uh, uh, a Paul Revere-esque ride uh, saying the Fed is printing. The Fed is printing. I'm going to jump on a horseback after the show, I believe. AJ, you know, we had some some serious issues with our economy. You know, we came out of a clampdown, a, a huge lockdown global wide. Then we faced 40-year high inflation at least. That's just the numbers that they gave us. It was 40-year high inflation. Then we had a string of bank failures. Well, the past seven days, it seems like, in at least in America, things have cooled off. Do you think that the Fed's do they have the banking crisis under control or is there another shoe to drop? Uh, that's hard to tell. I mean, I feel like it kind of has just gotten started like kind of last year with crypto, right? We had, we had Luna and then we had someone else fall and then someone else fell and then FTX fell and it just like kept happening. And you just like put your head in your hands. You're just like, I cannot believe this. I kind of feel like this might be happening with the banks. And to circle back to your point with like Operation Choke Point 2.0, I mean, this is without a doubt a coordinated attack on crypto. I mean, the very beginning of the year, the Biden released a statement like I think it was like January 3rd or 4th, like right as the year started, they come out swinging with this statement. And then this entire year has just been about how they're going to get control of this thing in one way or another by going after the banks that fund it, by uh, going after the on and off ramps now with Coinbase, you know, basically the biggest on off ramp in America, in my opinion. And uh, it, it's not a good look. And while this is all happening with crypto, Fidelity secretly opens, quietly opens their own crypto deal. And then FedNow is getting announced for July while all this is happening. So it's really obvious that they're just trying to pull the old bait and switch here. And it couldn't be it couldn't be more obvious to me of what's going on. All right. And uh, if, yeah, there, there could possibly be some other shoes. I do just want to give a warning out to uh, the, the viewers watching at home commercial real estate. There's a lot of rumblings, at least in, uh, again, I'm trying to navigate the waters here. Uh, somewhat uh, the blue cities, the bluest of the cities, you're seeing a uh, more of an exodus of, uh, you know, when there's an open air drug market outside of a skyscraper, you can expect tenants don't want to stay in that building anymore. All right, well, let's uh, move on here before I get myself into more trouble and talk about Deutsche Bank. I want to pull up their stock. Now, this is a bank. It's not as crazy as uh, some of the drawdowns we've seen in America, but this is a uh, very, very strategically important bank for Germany here. Down, uh, let's see, the, this is just a year to date. So at one point, early February, about 13.50, now all the way down to 9.35. Looks like a drawdown of roughly 40-some-odd percent there. If we look at the five-day, you see a, a, a steep, steep decline. It was uh, even halted at one point. And they shared after four uh, a four-year high for the cost of insuring the lender against default. Got to remember the uh, economic times we were facing, you know, just three, four years ago. Also, uh, Wall Street's main indexes fell uh, today while uh, investors are fleeting from these risks of a bank contagion potentially spreading. Started with Credit Suisse, now maybe rolling over into Deutsche Bank right here. Uh, JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, and Bank of America all also fell today. And Janet Yellen, though, said, hey, measures will be taken to keep your deposits safe. Now, there's someone who's more of an expert than all of us when it comes to this, and that is this man right here. Of course, we're talking about Jim Cramer. Let's just see what Jim might have to say about Deutsche Bank. Problem with Credit Suisse, which is the analog, is they never made any money. Deutsche Bank is actually very profitable. So let's just let's start there. Why bail out a bank that is just a chronic loser versus a bank that's doing well? Second. If you wanted to um, be aggressive on Deutsche Bank versus what you just, what, uh, apropos of what you said, you short the Deutsche Bank comment and you buy these 
the buyers of CDS, and which obviously go up as the, uh, as the All right. Well, we have Jim Cramer turning bullish. Tim Warren, is it just a meme? Should we counter trade him? Is he correct? Is he wrong? Is he being told what to say? What are your thoughts on Jim Cramer's uh, unpacking Deutsche Bank and whether or not, hey, it looks like a good investment? Listen, you, you, you don't bet against trends. The trend is your friend until it ends. And Jim Cramer is a walking trend of uh, reversal indicator. So you don't you don't go against it. You you just trade uh, against what he says, and you will win at least nine out of every ten times. No, you know what I think is really interesting, DZ, is there's they're going to try to market this. You know, we've seen you know Jerome Powell now say this. We've seen the White House be very adamant. We've seen CNBC be this way, Jim Cramer be this way. There's definitely collusion here with wording because they keep saying. Banks are safe. Banks are safe. Jerome Powell came out with the nice R word, resilient. So that was a nice change of pace for the branding of bank safety. But they keep trying to get people to uh, think that the banks are safe. And it makes sense. They don't want to cause mass chaos. I thought it was really uh, really cool in the article today, though, that was sent out. George Ball. So I didn't know who George Ball was. He's the president at Sanders Morris Harris. He, he has a quote that is absolutely hilarious to me. He says, when talking about Deutsche Bank, he says they are very sound financially. It could be crippled if there's a big loss of confidence and there's a run on the bank, but there's no fundamental reason why that should occur other than nervousness. <laughs> the reason this is hilarious is because this is, the exactly, this is exactly what's happening. There's nervousness. When you see the stock of a bank come down, you're nervous. When people are looking at their money in a bank and saying, I'm not 100% certain that that is safe there, what do you think that they're going to do? They're going to go to the bank and get that out. That's called a bank run. So in the same sentence, he says it's fine. He says, well, technically speaking, yes. If people start taking their money out, then we're in trouble. That's exactly what's going to happen here. Uh, the whole situation is very hilarious. There is absolutely collusion happening between government and media entities to try to hold off as much chaos as possible. But those of us in the crypto industry can see it coming. We're preparing. We know where that power is actually going. We know where the value is going. We're just going to sit back and eat our popcorn and watch. All right. Well, as we sit back, we eat our popcorn. We're watching uh, Crusader. We see these failures happening again and again. I keep hearing a, a common narrative, and it's these long-term bonds, these long-term securities. And if they held to maturity, they're going to be fine, but they need to sell them now. And well, back when they bought it, sure, 2% a year sound fine, but now you can get 5% a year. So you really got to dump these. You have to fire sell them. You're, you're, you know, you're taking maybe 90 cents on the dollar here. So then you end up not having enough money to cover everyone's deposits. Will they ever get rid of this accounting loophole? Right now, we have these banks, the smart people, they do a little investigating, and they're like, oh, they're $10 billion short if everyone were to withdraw. Will they change the loophole where they have to hold to maturity so we can actually see if these banks are solvent or not? Or is this part of a design that's on purpose? Yeah, I don't think they're going to change that. I think it's part of the design, right? It's part of the way that they run the system because they run on fictional reserves, right? And that's the biggest problem. If you got to tell the people that, hey, everything's okay unless you pull out your money, what does that sound like? That sounds like a Ponzi scheme, right? What happened in crypto? Everybody was calling crypto a Ponzi scheme because everybody started pulling out their money and they didn't have the, the money to withdraw. Well, same thing's happening with all the banks and it's just proven to you. It's not that people are just nervous. Is that every once in a while, people start waking up and start to realize, wait a minute, they don't actually hold my money. And if I want to pull my money out, I can't. So I don't think they're ever going to change the rules. I think this is just a cycle, right? Just how Bitcoin has its four-year cycles, the banking system has its cycles. And this is just one of those 
times for the banking cycle that has got to go down. They got to get their losses on the books, right? Get some tax relief and whatever it is that else they're doing, whatever Fugazi concentrates some more wealth into the bigger banking systems and then, you know, be able to push out that CBDC a little bit easier. But I don't think they're ever going to change that. Uh, debate Crypto, would you ever debate Jim Cramer? I'll debate anybody, any day. All right, love to hear it. Uh, if you could describe Jim Cramer in one word, Crusader, what would it be? A man ahead of his time, but just in the inverse. Not okay. Fugazi. All right, well, that was a little bit more than one that's word. Close. Maybe that's, oh, you that's translated it into German. Oh, then it, it would be one of those weird string. Uh, ger- oh, okay, that was, that was the English thing. All right, well, <laughs> let's have some fun with this. Rice, I, I, I honestly, I just said, I wonder what the top comments are going to be on this video. I had no idea what we were going to do. I literally was just did this. Uh, I'm just going to read the first three, uh, just the first sentence. Thanks for a good summary. Now is the perfect time to start buying Bitcoin if you're just being introduced. Next comment. Jim went from recommending SVB, SIVB to now recommending Credit Suisse. When he says buy, you know it's time to short. If Kramer says buy, you should sell like a madman. All right. Well, one, Rice, what are your thoughts on, you know, Jim Kramer? Is this his honest opinions? Is he maybe being fed these opinions? And secondly, with these risks to these banks, are you taking any precautions? Like the first person said, are you, you know, maybe diversifying or buying some Bitcoin? Or are you taking any steps at the moment? Taking many steps. Uh, Jim Cramer, what I would say about him is, it, it, just one word, is puppet. Um, the media, the media, uh, all media institutions, all companies are controlled by a small conglomerate of companies above them, and we know who controls them. So they control the narrative. We've, we've, we've seen this over the years. We've seen different sort of memes happening where you have different newscasters in different areas, and they mm-hmm. match them up, and they're all saying the same thing. They're all puppets, all of them. Uh, Jim Cramer is a joke. Another one word would be clown. Now, um, this is all by design, all, all, all by design. And what I said in a recent video was problem, reaction, solution, and consolidation. Because right now, that's what this is all about. The Federal Reserve knew exactly what was going to happen to smaller banks by raising interest rates. So they were looking like they were trying to save uh the Americans from the inflation that they caused, while at the same time trying to wipe out smaller banks to consolidate, to get this down to a few of the ones that are in the club. Because again, this is all by design. And and there is no reason for these individuals from 2020, you had uh, the FDIC making videos talking about your money is safe because there was talks about bank runs then. Um, all these banks that we're talking about, Deutsche Bank in particular, has been having problems for numerous years. They're keeping it propped up because as far as I'm aware, I think it's the largest holder of derivatives in the world. So it, it plays a very, very important uh, piece uh, in the financial game. And if it was to tumble, it would probably be the domino to really fully bring it down. Um, now, I'm sure there's been pre- precautions that have been made you know, for that factor, but uh, all those assets will probably be getting assimilated by another bank, like what we saw happen with Credit Suisse and USB. Uh, again, problem, reaction, solution, consolidation. Um, what I would really encourage people, I mean, I've talked about Bitcoin, crypto, gold, silver, barter abilities. But the one thing that I really want to get people to share with others is this. Take everything out of your bank that you don't need. If, if, if 50% of America just withdrew everything that they didn't, that they you just leave enough for whatever you have to cover for your bills and withdraw all of that money, we would stress this banking system out. Or, or if you want to take it a step further, take all of your money out of the bank. 
every single one of you watching this video, take your money out of the bank and go tell your friends and your family to take their money out of the bank. We can fix this problem and just bring this to an end because right now they're not prepared to usher in the central bank digital currency. It's coming. Fed now is a precursor to it. It's not the central bank digital currency, but they're not prepared quite yet to launch this, which is why they're trying to keep the banking system on life support, which it's been since 2007, 2008. So the zombie banking system is just, it's, it, we need to pull the plug. All right. And before, uh, before they it, come it out reminds with a solution. Me, yeah, it reminds me of the quote, uh, sometimes to fix the wheel, you must break it. Well, hopefully we can uh, patch it up without uh, you know losing all our spokes here. Uh, he brought up a good point, AJ. He brought up how it is an important bank, you know, given all the derivatives. It's uh, what they call the strategically important banks or the SIMP banks. That's what I like to call Too them here. Too big to fail is what they're calling them now. Yeah. So Credit, Credit Suisse, uh, it was 42nd largest bank in the world. Deutsche Bank... 21. So it's much, much higher in the rankings here. Uh, Rice brought up, you know, it's importance with the derivatives markets. It's a lot, a lot larger. There's going to be a lot more of a, a cascading effect, yet we're not hearing much about it compared to Credit Suisse. Do you think that's, is this that an accident? Is that important? And do you think that maybe that the, they're purposely not talking about it because they don't want to spur any kind of systemic global bank crisis? Are they suppressing the news with these upcoming bank failures. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, this whole week, all I saw on the internet was an AI uh, render of Donald Trump getting arrested. <laughs> uh, like, it's the art, the art of distraction is very real. The art of distraction is very real. And I completely agree with Rice on everything he said. Um, you know, if you've been holding money in a bank account for the past 20 years, you're making a mistake. You're making a big mistake. And it really goes to show like, like, and I don't, I keep minimum, minimum money in, in my bank account, whatever I need, everything else is like in crypto or stable coins or, or whatever else. I, it's not in the bank. I can tell you that I don't trust them. I never have. And it just kind of seems like, you know, maybe this is what crypto needed. This really just shows everyone why we need crypto why we need to be decentralized, like why Bitcoin is is the next thing in line. So it's just, I don't know, it's like a self-serving circle and it all makes sense. All right. Uh, and speaking of a self-serving circle, well, sometimes they just self-serve and just print money out of thin air. It's self-serving for everybody here. You can see this is the, the quantitative easing and where it ended up. And then we began what they called quantitative tightening. It's been going on for about 12 months. Here you can see the drawdown of the Fed's balance sheet of their assets. This is actually $100 billion short. This was uh, from the 21st. So we've actually printed from $300 billion. It is now currently $400 billion. This is just the quickest graph I could find. An explosion in the, uh, the balance sheet here. Now it is no longer 50% of it has been reversed. Uh, now we're looking at closer about 65% has just been reversed in the past week and a half here. Uh, they just injected uh, this week. It was 300 billion last week, 100 billion this week. Over two thirds of that is in through interest rate hikes and quantitative eating just erased here, folks. Now, all of this drawdown now. Tim Warren, when they print money, it means Bitcoin goes up, right? What do you think is going to be a more powerful narrative here? The injection of liquidity into all markets or the systemic failures that people are maybe seeing and might want to stay away from risky assets? 
you know, something Rice was talking about saying that we should be not only doing it ourselves, but telling our friends and family, go take your money out of the bank. You know what's really crazy about this whole situation? Watching these banks falls, watching the Fed, despite the fact that they talked up a big game, turning back on the money printers, it makes you question one of the most fundamental things that most people here on crypto YouTube teach their community in wise investing. And it is never invest a single dollar you cannot afford to lose. Point of that, imagine you're going to take it out to the trash can and set it on fire. If you are okay with that, that's what you invest in crypto. We're getting to a point where it's it's going to shift from what can you afford to lose in Bitcoin to what can you afford to lose in the U.S. dollar. Only leave in the banks what you can afford to lose because the risk and the chaos going over there is so it's, it's so disheartening to, to any individual about their wealth. Like, I think we're seeing this start to turn right now, DZ. I don't know about you guys and the rest of your channels and your communities, but over in our community, the Investing Bros, we've actually had several people telling us that friends and family are reaching out to them who used to laugh at them and, and, and talk about, well, okay, if you're investing in crypto, you must be crazy. They're now asking, how, how does one go about buying mm -hmm. a Bitcoin? Uh, asking the basic questions. These are the signs that usually, usually mark tops of markets. And I know a lot of bears are going to listen to that and say, oh, there we go. That's we're, we're sitting at a peak. We're about to fall big because there's people looking at investing in crypto. No, no, this one is from fear of fiat currency and the banking system. And they're watching. They're, they're, it's, it's not like the Fed can just print this money without us paying attention. There is so much bad happening that the amount of eyeballs on the Fed, on the government, on what's happening with the U.S. dollar, on what's happening with the bank is increasing day in and day out. And this is going to be one of those weird times where we actually see a massive spike in Bitcoin because of this fear. And it's it's not going to mark a massive inflow of Bitcoin being a top. There's going to be a massive flow into Bitcoin that rallies it. And then, then it kind of gets to the point of saying, we have been waiting. At what point are we going to see Bitcoin stop being treated like a risky asset and actually become a commodity, actually be something that some that people run into when they're afraid of inflation. This could be the exact catalyst that does just that. And we could see a mass, mass exodus of traditional fiat currency into things like Bitcoin. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen to everyone, but I, when I say mass, I mean we could shoot from right now, I believe 20% of American adults are invested in crypto in one way. By the end of this year, we could see that number pushing up closer over 50% if not closer to 75. Okay, a uh, little pushback. I don't think it's 20. I think it's actually closer to 10. Anytime you look at those studies, it's like, buy Coinbase. Go for it, yeah. Sure, okay, maybe. <laughs> uh, I, I want to share uh, a couple quotes here and then, uh, you know, one more question to the audience here. Creighton C, never fail to take advantage of a crisis and when you don't have a crisis, manufacture one. Great comment by Creighton. And Tim, you brought up a really good point and I haven't really heard too many people talk about this in particular. You said, it's not so much, uh, you know, retail buying the top. They see Bitcoin, it looks shiny. That's not why they're heading in that direction. They're heading in that direction because mm -hmm. over here, everything's on fire. So uh, let yep. us know in the comments, are they going because Bitcoin's shiny or are they going because the banks are on fire? Type in shiny. They just love Bitcoin. Type in fire. They're just fleeing for any exit they could find. Uh, I'm interested to know what the round, what the block, ch the Chaniacs, is that sure, what we're I'm calling? Sure I, I want to know what fire in the chat. All right. Well, Rice TVX, what do you think is going to be uh, a bigger narrative next bull market? Because I agree right now it's probably people running from a fire. But what about when I'm saying when like it's a inevitability, but what about the possibility where bankings are the banking crisis is starting to fail and we're a year past the high having and, you know, it's just the 
local top of a bull market, what is going to be more attractive to people? Hey, Bitcoin's close to 100K. I bet a million dollars next. Or, oh, wow, my brother just lost all his life savings because the bank said no. Uh, during that time period, I think it's going to be because people are going to want freedom and have that privacy that, C that CBDCs are not going to offer. Because I definitely think by then, I think the governments, uh, the central banks will be ready to all around the world have their central bank digital currency in effect. Uh, what I want to add with what I was talking about earlier, too, is uh, if you want to use banking, if you have to use banking for any reason, use credit unions because they're not under the FDIC. They fall under something completely different. So that's something that people can use. And, and I agree 100 percent with what Tim said. Don't leave anything more in the bank than you can afford to lose that you need to look at it just like you would with crypto in that aspect. So that's why I say don't leave more in the bank than you actually need to cover what you have to pay out because at, at this time it's going to be a lot easier for you as an individual to go and deposit money it may be a pain uh, i may may not be the easiest thing for you to go do that but it'll be a lot harder for you to withdraw that money i've heard numerous stories from people uh, just more so recently but i've heard it over the past year where basically if you're trying to withdraw any sorts of large amounts of money you're going to be running into problems with the bank you're going to have to give some sort of notice uh, it could be even up to like five business days, I've heard, uh, or longer, depending on the amount that you want to withdraw. So th this is all about confidence. That's why they say this is a con game. And people now are starting to wake up and lose confidence, but it's only because of what's happening. And really, the other thing that I really want to encourage people to do is not close your bank account up at some small bank and go to one of these too big to fail banks. Because that's the other problem that we're feeding as well, is that people are jumping from these smaller little boats to a bigger boat that they feel like is safe. So people need, you can survive without using a bank. You can. It's not the easiest thing to do in the world either, but you can survive this way. So you have choices, but you need to take action. That would just be the most important thing that I feel like I can stress today to everybody and to also, again, because this information really does need to be shared because it's only going to get worse. I've been saying this for quite some time. It's going to get worse before it gets better. And we haven't even seen it get worse yet. All right. Uh, good take there. I, I agree pretty much everything you're saying there. Now, Crusader, he's, he brought up taking action. What, what about Jerome Powell? He's kind of between a rock and a hard place right now. He has signaled we need to continue to raise rates to bring down inflation. Well, he just printed more money making it seem like inflation's even more of a target or more of a possibility, more of a likelihood now. Is he going to cut rates, keep a flat, or jack up interest rates the next meeting next month? I don't know what he's going to do exactly in the next month, but at some point in this, before this year's over, I, I predict that there's going to be a rate cut at some point. I mean, you can't continue to raise interest rate hikes, interest rates, and at the same time, print more money. Like, what are you trying to solve here? You're trying to solve the inflation problem. You're trying to get down to 2%. But you know, as you showed in the graph, fifty percent of that was wiped out in a week, and it took them four, it took them twelve months to get there, and, and they wiped it out in a week by printing more money. So if we see more banks collapsing down down this year, right? Uh, like AJ was saying last was saying earlier, last year was the crypto banking systems and the crypto companies failing. This year it seems like it's going to be the banking's the <coughs> banking systems that are going to be falling apart. So. With that, there's no way they can continue printing money to bail these banks out, whether they want to call it a bailout or call it whatever, right? They can't not continue to print money and raise interest rates and continue to tell you the lie that 
everything's okay. The banking system's resilient. And by the way, we're still going to get to that 2% uh, inflation rate. So that, with that being said, they're going to have to back away from that at some point, whether it's the next Fed meeting or sometime down this, down this year, they're going to say, hey, no more Fed uh, hikes. We're pausing. We're cutting back. We have to continue to bail out these banks if they continue to fall. And the only way we can do that is by printing. And yes, we're going to have a little bit more inflation. And Bitcoin's going to shine. Bitcoin's going to do its thing. Everybody came into this recession uh, in fear that Bitcoin, we've never seen Bitcoin in a recession. We've only seen it after the recession, right? We don't know what it's going to do. Is it going to survive? It's proving itself right now that in moments of crisis, people are going to opt out of the dollar. They're going to opt out of the banking system and they're going to run to Bitcoin because Bitcoin offers you self-custody, offers you the ability to be your own bank. Once people understand the technology of Bitcoin, understand cryptocurrencies, you know, the mon making money in your portfolio is the side effect of holding crypto in the long term like Bitcoin. But the reason why they hold it is for sovereignty, financial freedom of being your own bank, never having to worry about going to the bank and saying, can I have my money? And they say, no, we don't have it. You have to wait four or five days or whatever it is, right? If you withdraw more than 10,000, they report you to the IRS. Like all this when it's your own money and you have to jump through all these loopholes. Bitcoin, you know, fixes all of that. All right. Uh, could we uh, keep it on his camera? Now, Crusader, you either uh, have a very strong fan or AC or there's a serial killer behind your green screen. I don't know. I'm getting vibes of the shower curtain that you, you know, you, you impulsively want could, to open. It could there. be. It could be. We don't, we don't know. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I don't know what's going on now. All right, uh, yeah, and it looks like the fires have it. Uh, look, can we show the meme real quick? This is fine. It seems like this is going to be the... Uh, this is all us uh, a year from now. All right, AJ, you're, you're one of the, the top writers here we have, you know, working in the Bit Squad. I, I see this weird Charlie from Always Sunny board near your desk right now. You got all these strings and photos and bank charts and everything else. What is the next sector of the economy, you think, that is going to feel the pain of what we've been seeing with the bank failures and the Powell's rates hikes? I guess the people that actually like need loans, stuff like mm -hmm. that. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt everybody. Okay. It's so the car loan, like, the individuals, car loans and home loans. The people who need the banks, like, because I mean, obviously the interest rates are going up. So it's going to cost more money for you to borrow. And then like they're kind of stepping on their own foot by blowing 50% of all the progress they made out because it's going to cost more to pay all that back. So I completely agree. I was sitting over here like this the whole time Crusader was talking because he said everything that was on my mind on this topic. Like literally he said it all. Bravo to you. Um, but no, it's it's going to affect everybody and, and we're not going to like it. It's, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be easy. And they're just making it harder on themselves by printing more money. Like they are stepping on their own feet here like very very hard and like like by which specific sector i mean that that's a really good question that's kind of something i would like to personally research more to learn more about like how like it would affect education or affect you know x y and z but i just kind of feel like in general anyone who needs money anyone who needs to go to the bank and say hey like i need five thousand for this or whatever it's going to be harder and it's going to be it's going to be harder to get it and it's gonna be harder to pay it back and it's not good for anybody yeah, and uh, I'm going to just double down on commercial real estate. I, I agree. I think car loans, home loans going to have a severe impact. I think commercial real estate, I'm seeing some pretty scary stats of those blue cities I referenced earlier from 5% uh, or you know no occupancy rate, so 95% occupancy rate, all the way down to the 60s or 70% occupancy uh, rates in some of these cities. So we're going to see a lot of pain at that. And then not only that, the, the loans that are going to be involved with uh, paying off these businesses, you're going to be pulling in less money. And as we shift to a work from home 
mentality. That's just more pain compounded on that, uh, especially the skyscrapers where there's a lot of tech companies, uh, those type of cities. Not going to be uh, looking good probably two years from now. But I think that is all we had time for. I think uh, Rice's uh, alter ego, he took it home. It was the shades, man. <laughs> I know it was the shades. Maybe it was the bandana. I don't know. Uh, but Rice TVX, you ended up taking it home. Feel free. Leave us with some parting thoughts until the weekend, please. Oh, well, thank you again. I appreciate I definitely encourage everybody to make sure that they're following all the guests, my channel. Everything's linked down below. I have Rice TVX and Rice Against the Grain. I would encourage you. Let's let's pull the plug on the life support of this banking system. Let's take the power away from the bankers. Unbank yourself. Use cash because cash is king right now because it doesn't give power to the banks. I appreciate you guys. Have a great weekend. Get outside and touch ground. All right. Unbanked. It's not just a podcast, although we like them too. It's a movement and it starts with you. That's all we got. But I did say unbanked. You got me. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.